This is Annie Grace, and you're listening to this Naked Mind podcast, where without judgment, pain, or rules, we explore the role of alcohol in our lives and culture. Hey, everybody, it's Scott Pinyard, head coach at This Naked Mind, and I am back with another edition of Coaching questions. So I've pulled four questions together. Um, I really wanted to focus on some of the stuff that's happening right now as this podcast comes out um, so that we can talk about some timely timely stuff. So I'm going to dive right in. Here is question number one. Hello, I am 117 days alcohol free. I'm going to pause reading that question to say congratulations. That's awesome. Way to go. Um, And making my way through lockdown has been really difficult. With everything changing, I'm finding myself completely out of sorts, and that has really started to change into thoughts of picking up a drink. Now, I know I don't really want to, but the cravings are becoming more and more intense the longer I'm home. What are some things that I can do to help myself stay strong? Um, That's a great question, and you know, this is something I'm seeing a lot of questions about this right now in our groups. Um, So first and foremost, uh, above any of the tactics, I'll give you a couple of tactics and and things that you can can work on, but the very first thing that I wanna remind you of um, is that it's really important to give yourself grace around the fact that you're 117, yeah, 117 days in, more than that now by this point, um, and you've made it that far. Um, to give yourself the grace to, to recognize the fact that, you know what, this was a coping mechanism for me. This was a way that I felt better. This was a way that I soothed myself uh, for a long time. And so, of course, when something unexpected and frankly kind of crazy happens, it's no surprise that you would then think of it. Um, so I don't want you to be beating yourself up for that because that's, that's a great way to just increase some cognitive dissonance and make things more stressful. Um, so first... Give yourself some grace that you're having these thoughts. Second, there are a lot of things that you can do to try to create a more quote unquote normal life while we're all at home. Um, And one of those things is to try to keep some sort of routine. Now, obviously you can't keep the old routine that you have. You're not gonna get in your car and drive to work or maybe, you know, stop at the grocery store on the way home. Like that sort of stuff is kind of out. But what is, what you can do is you can control your schedule So keep a schedule, right? Go to bed at the same time, get up at the same time, just like you used to do. Um, If you can work from home and you're doing that, go through your getting ready for work routine. And if you're not working from home um, or if you're unemployed right now, still get up, still get ready for the day. Give yourself that sense of normalcy because it's these routines and the normalcy that we have control over. Right? What we don't have control over is where we go with them. But you can still do all of this, right? You can still get dressed in the morning. Um, you know, I've heard from a lot of people who are like, hey, I am sitting on my couch watching cartoons all day in my pajamas and I'm bored. And, you know, one of the things I say about that every time is like, don't let this change in the way that we're all behaving right now. Change your routines and change what you're doing. Um, Keep doing the same thing. That's going to provide a sense of normalcy, even if other things outside are uh, are feeling kind of crazy. And speaking of everything outside, um, the second tactic that I want to give you is focusing on what you can control. So we talk about this uh, in several of our programs, but there's a very simple idea um, that I wanna give, give off to you. So you, know, you can look at all of the things that are in our life and you can really put them into sort of three categories. 
right? There are the things that we control. There are the things that we influence. So maybe we don't control the outcome, but we, you know, we have influence on the outcome. And then there's the stuff that we just can't touch, right? And the amount of happiness that you experience is directly proportional to the amount of time you spend focusing on those things that you can, can control. Um, so what does that mean? What it means is this, uh, sitting around and spending a lot of time uh, worrying about what's happening in a different location, uh, maybe you have loved ones there, um, is, you know, it might seem like, hey, I'm worried about those loved ones, but the fact of the matter is you have zero control what happens somewhere else, right? So that's not something that's actually gonna bring you happiness. That's not something that's actually gonna bring you peace. So the idea here is to instead focus on things that you can do, right? Maybe the routine stuff that I just talked about, that's something that you can do, right? Um, keeping your own mind clear, that's something that you can do, right? Turning off the news or just getting the updates that you need and keep moving. Um, again, if you're working from home, this is a place where you can focus on that, right? You can focus on your family. Um, and these are things, you know, work is certainly something you control. Your family is something that you influence, but it still feels better than thinking about what's going on far away. Um, so spend your time and really kind of looking at the activities that you're doing and the thoughts that you're having and saying, is this focused on stuff I can control? Um, and using that framework to look at your days um, will make a huge difference. So those are a couple, those are my two biggies, right? Those are the two biggest suggestions I have for this time um, is get your routines, um, stay in those routines, try to make them as much as you can like when you were, uh, when before all this went down. Um, and then number two, Focus on what you control and spend time working on that. You will feel significantly better. Um, in the end, you know, making it 117 days is amazing. And again, I just want to say congratulations again. Um, but, you know, the, the main thing is to understand that you are making a big shift in the middle of a big shift. Um, and giving yourself that grace and saying, it's okay for me to have these thoughts. It's okay to not be okay is gonna is gonna allow you to move through this with with a level of understanding for yourself that's going to provide a level of peace that will make it a lot easier for you um so i hope that all helps congratulations again on 117 i know i've said that like five times now but i just i love it i love hearing this um and i hope you're doing good uh all right <clears throat> question number two goes like this hey scott i'm at a place right now where i'm feeling ready to quit drinking and i'm considering doing the alcohol experiment Obviously, this isn't the best time to make a change like this. So my question is, am I just setting myself up to fail? <laughs> what a great question. You know, it's a funny thing. Um, when this all started going down, a lot of people went live, including me, you know, and I was telling people like, hey, use this time, right? Use this time to better yourself. Maybe you're trying to lose weight or trying to, you know, exercise more, or maybe you, you know, want to change some of your thinking patterns, or, you know, maybe you want to quit drinking. Um, and so there was this idea out there of like, hey, this is time that we don't normally get. I'm going to spend this time working on this stuff. Um, and there was a lot of optimism about that. Um, but as time has gone on, as the question marks uh, about the future have not only remained, but I think for a lot of people gotten bigger, um, I feel like a lot of people are saying, you know what, maybe this is the time for comfort. Maybe this is the time not to stretch myself or try to make a major change. That maybe this is the time for me to just say, you know what, I'm gonna just hang out, right? When we get through all of this down the road, that's when I'll make the change. Um, and that kind of sounds like what this question is here. Um, so a couple of things to talk about with this. First, 
and foremost, you know, understand the fact that there's never going to be a quote unquote good time. Um, that's one thing about this process that, um, I think, uh, and, and when I mean this process, I mean quitting drinking in general. Like I know that I spent years always saying, all right, when this thing happens, then I'm going to do it. When this thing happens, then I'm going to do it. When I finally change jobs, when I finally moved here, when I finally do this, um, and every time I approached that milestone, I wasn't ready or there was a new reason. Um, so obviously the reason of what's going on right now is uh, rather, like I said before, sort of unexpected uh, and kind of major. Um, but the fact of the matter is there will always be a reason. Um, so that's one thing to keep in mind. The other thing to keep in mind um, is that this process, the way that we do it, has a lot to do with looking at your thoughts and emotions and how you operate under you know, normal days under stressful times um, and really get an idea of what are those beliefs that I have? What are those thought patterns I have that are not helping me? Um, one of the best times to actually get an idea of how you're operating and particularly if you're someone who drinks for stress, which is most drinkers, um, one of the best times to start observing and to start looking at this is now right, is when there's question marks, is when there's difficult stuff. Because if you can look at that stuff, if you can get those examples out of your life, then you can start working on the beliefs and the thoughts and the, 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 the stories that you tell yourself. Um, and you can take that and then make what you want with it. You can go alcohol-free with that. And by the way, this, this applies to any change, any big change that you're trying to make. You need to really look at your mindset. A great time is when there is stress, right, when there is uncertainty. Because what that is going to do for you is that's going to really illustrate where where are your weak spots, right? Where are the uh, weak spots is not a right word, uh, but like where are your where are the beliefs? Where are the stories? Where are the things that I need to work on? Um, and then finally, I just wanted to talk about this entire concept of fail. There is literally no quit alcohol attempt that is a fail. Period. Um, it doesn't matter um, if you make it one year or one day. The reality of the situation is every time you try this, you're learning more information, right? This is why I don't use the word fail, right? And we don't use it at the Snake in Mind. We don't use the term relapse um, because of the negative connotation, right? Um, instead, what we do is we call it a data point, right? And so what we say is every time you try, if you quote unquote fail, if you try to quit drinking and make it a few days and then end up drinking, you just have more data to build off. Right, so exactly what I was saying about stressful times, showing you, hey, these are the thoughts or emotions or feelings or beliefs that you're struggling with. It's the same exact thing uh, with, with this idea of failure, right? If you go alcohol-free and then you make it a certain number of days uh, and it's shorter than you want, man, you've got data now, right? What were the thoughts? What were the emotions? What was it that tripped me up? Um, and so, you know, I can very easily make the argument that now is a fantastic time to try. Um, and I want to, just like I said on the other question, I want to just remind you to take a big heaping dose of grace, right? Do this with an understanding that I am okay, right? No matter what happens, I am okay. And I am doing the best that I can with the tools that I have. If you can keep that in your head, and you can go through the alcohol experiment, which by the way, great idea right now. Um, if you can go through the alcohol experiment, you're gonna learn so much, right? You're gonna learn so much about yourself and about alcohol, about how our brains work um, and about this process that yes, it'd be great to make the goal of going the full 30 days. But even if you don't, 
it's a very, very valuable experience. So the question of am I setting myself up to fail, like even, I disagree with the premise, right? I guess what I'll say is that um, there is no good time to try, right? Anytime you try, there's always going to be stress. There's always going to be something in your life. And so doing it during a stressful time can actually help kind of bring out those thoughts and emotions. It can actually be a, a much bigger breakthrough for you. Um, so I'd love to see you try the experiment. I think it would be awesome. I think the timing is fantastic and I wish you the best of luck. All right, question number three. So here's my dilemma. I'm stuck at home, but the liquor store delivers. <laughs> I had about 30 days under my belt before everything changed, but I caved as soon as I started to feel anxious. I'm angry that I didn't last more than a week. How do I take this anger and turn it into motivation? Um, so first of all, congratulations on the about 30 days. That's really awesome. Um, and yeah, you know, this is, this is a thing that throws us a curveball, right? These times are uncertain and that uncertainty, um, is something that, that, that can be, uh, that can be super stressful. Um, and so I'm going to, again, go back to giving yourself grace. Um, it's felt like I read a little bit in your email, like you're mad at yourself and maybe I'm just reading into things, but if you are, um, you know, I'm going to ask you to just forgive yourself and recognize this, right? A lot of us are trying this process to quit drinking, right? We want to quit drinking. And so when we have an attempt and we go 30 days and then have a data point, um, very often people, you know, they get mad at themselves. And one thing that I like to point out is really simple, right? It took us much longer than 30 days to get to where we were with drinking. So why is it okay to expect us to just solve it in a month, right? It doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, and so giving yourself that grace and saying, hey, these are unprecedented circumstances. Life is disrupted all over the place in ways that we've never seen before. And we don't know what's gonna happen. Um, but And so giving yourself that space to say that and, and just allowing yourself to say, hey, all right, this happened. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to push beyond it, right? I'm going to move beyond it. Now, specifically about that question of motivation. Um, yes, anger can be something that motivates, but I want to caution you. Um, you know, with that anger, um, a lot of times we start to set more strict guidelines and make things even harder, right? Um, and that is not how we do things at this naked mind. And what we've seen can be very successful is to take that anger and use that for the self-analysis, right? Take that anger and say, all right, I'm really mad that I did this. What was I thinking, right? But not in a negative way, but like literally what thoughts were in my head, right? What was that trigger? What was that thing, right? So obviously what's going on with coronavirus and everything was sort of this outside force, but there was going to be a thought. There was going to be a consequence of coronavirus. There was, and maybe it's the uncertainty, right? Maybe it's the uncertainty. Maybe it's changes at your job. Maybe it's changes in your family. You really can start to dig into this and say, all right, let's take a look at this. I call this tripping over beliefs, right? And so we see this sometimes, right? And here's how it works. You go through a process, and I'm not sure if you which program you went through of ours, but you go through a process and you say, all right, I'm going to dig up these, these beliefs, and I've got this belief that I can't be social without alcohol, and I've got this belief that I can't deal with stress about alcohol, whatever those were for you, and you put this work in on your beliefs, um, and you feel different, right? And you feel different, and that difference in feeling starts to give you momentum, and that momentum eventually leads you to being alcohol-free. But, and in, in, in cases I see this from time to time, one month, two months, three months down the road, another belief pops up, 
And it's a belief you didn't think of when you started this whole thing. And the belief is strong, right? But it was just so deeply ingrained. It was just such a base script for you that, um, you know, you didn't really even have time to react and use the tools like the act technique that we give you to deal with this stuff. That's what tripping over a belief is, right? It's like, hey, I dealt with this stuff. I feel like the path is clear. Um, and so I'm going to start running. But then I realize uh, a few months down the road that, no, nope, there's some stumps in there, right? There are going to be some things that trip me up. Um, it's okay, and it's a perfectly normal, natural part of the process. Um, so if you trip over a belief, there's a few options that you have, right? So first is going to be that, that, that analysis of saying, all right, what was going on, right? What can I do differently next time? There was an event, there was a thing, there was a place, there was a person that, that triggered something in me. What is that story, right? What is that belief, right? Doing, using the ACT technique and doing that um, can really help you kind of move forward from there. There's another possibility though, and this is this happens, and I actually recently had conversations with people about this. And this is for people who are going alcohol-free and they get you know a number of days together and then they find that they're drinking again. And then they get another number of days together and then they find that they're drinking again. And they're kind of going in and out of alcohol-free. And alcohol-free is the goal. We've got a process um, that we call the path, right? And that's, uh, you know, that this, this process sort of spells out how to change our thinking around alcohol, how to actually make this, this mental and emotional shift. Um, and PATH um, stands for pause, right? Which is where, you know what? We don't, we, we quit trying to quit, right? If this mirrors Annie's journey, if you've ever seen her talk about this before, where you quit trying to quit and instead what you do is you focus on your thoughts and focus on alcohol's effect in your life. That's step one. Step two is ACT, that's using the ACT technique. Step three is where you actually quit drinking. That's transform. Uh, and then finally, the H is hone, right? And so you're honing this. You're honing your, your alcohol-free skills. And here's what happens, right? Sometimes people get very excited and they pause for a little bit and they jump into act and they do all these acts and they feel really good and then they get to transform and they transform. And then at some point, they trip over a belief, right? And then that belief brings up some other stuff. And then what happens is they find themselves with all these beliefs and they feel very similar to how they felt when they actually initially quit drinking. And so the thing that I'd like to point out in this case is it's okay to go back to pause, right? So it's not clear from your email if it was, you know, that you drank once or it sounds to me like um, we say the liquor store delivers, like maybe, maybe what's going on here is you're drinking on a regular basis again. Um, and if that's the case, it's okay to go all the way back and say, you know what, I'm going to quit trying to quit and I'm going to observe here, right? What is going on with me? What is going on? I don't mean that in a negative way, but like what is going on with my thoughts and emotions? What is going on with the things around me? Um, and go through that process of learning again. Then you can work on those beliefs and then you can transform again. One thing to keep in mind before I wrap up this answer is that this is not a straight line. So often we think that any sort of change, and by the way, no sort of change is necessarily a straight line. Um, we think that every sort of change should be this, like I'm here, I want to get here, so I'm at point A and I wanna to get to point B and I want a straight line in between the two of them. It's rarely a straight line, right? It has ups and downs and twists and turns and goes all over the place. This is just one of those twists and turns. And so if you can look at it that way and you can say to yourself, all right, I'm going to pause again, I'm going to take a little bit of time to observe the effects and see what changed and understand these beliefs. 
and then go get right back on, you know, onto the next phase, which is act and then transform and then hone, that's okay. Um, and you're not alone in that. I've seen a lot of people kind of go through this cycle recently. Um, and I think it has a lot to do with these unknowns. Uh, what's going on in the world is brought up a lot for a lot of people. Um, and in, in one sense, that can be very challenging. But in another sense, it can be very freeing because now we know what to work on. Um, so I hope that helps. Thank you for writing in your question. All right, last question. Question number four, here we go. Uh, I can't tell you how awesome the January Live alcohol experiment was. That's great, I'm really happy to hear that. Um, I was so excited to be in it and I went the full 30 days alcohol free. But, and those all capital letters, uh, as soon as it was over, I started feeling the pull in that old familiar way and within two weeks, I was back to my drinking, to drinking my usual amounts. Actually, to be honest, more than before. So here's my question. How do you keep motivation and strength going for more than that 30 days? That's a very good question. So for those of you that don't know, the alcohol experiment is our 30-day program. We run uh, a live one every other month, um, and but you can always do it for free over at uh, alcoholexperiment.com. Um, and so the alcohol experiment is a 30-day program. The idea is this, right? You take 30 days off of alcohol and you see what life is like, right? Do I like it better? Do I not like it better? Um, am I more productive? Am I not more productive? Do I feel better? Do I not feel better? Right? You ask, we ask ourselves these questions so that we can then look back on all of this and say, all right, how was this? Right? Is this a change I want to make? Now, another result of the 30 days can be that you don't make it the full 30 days, um, right? And that points to yet another solution. So in this case, it looks like you've made it those 30 days and you felt great, but then things started to shift as time goes on. So a couple of things to think about with this. First, you know, one of the things that you had over those 30 days was a community, right? Was a group of people. Um, in the live alcohol experiment, we do it on Facebook. It's a couple thousand people. Um, and there's a lot of activity. There's a lot of discussion and a lot of engagement around the, the daily lessons and the stuff that we draw. So it might be um, that it could be the community, right? It could be that, you know, not having that community could be part of it. Um, so I would recommend that. Another thing, is the content right so we have this daily uh this daily um video that that drops in in either alcohol experiment and it's just sort of this steady drip of information so maybe you're missing out on the content and so no, you know you did the live but it's the same thing with the the free you can go back and watch those videos again that's always very very self-instruction uh, very instructive um and then there's uh there's the coaching right so in the live there's a lot of coaching that happens um, and so maybe it's being able to ask those questions. Um, if that's the case, you know, you can check out uh, getting some coaching. Um, and then finally, it's the connection, you know, and that's, that's a big part, I think, of this process. Well, not I think, I know that connection is a big part of the process. Like Annie says, connection is the opposite of addiction. Um, and so I can look at that and say, all right, where can I get other connection in my life? So those things, content, community coaching connection, um, those can make a huge difference in your, in your journey. Now, in terms of the, um, in terms of the motivation, right? In terms of how do I keep this going, right? One of the best things you can do is keep your whys in front of you. Why is it that I'm doing this, right? Why did you do the live alcohol experiment to begin with? Why is it that you want to quit drinking to begin with or change your drinking habits? Um, if you keep that front of mind, it can really help you through some difficult stuff. But, and I'm going to say it again, 
it's really important to give yourself the grace, right? So if you feel like, hey, I went through this 30 days and I was doing pretty good and then I, you know, then I kind of slid back off, you know, look for those, those things that you had during the experiment that you don't have now and see how you can fill the gap. Um, keep those whys in front of you and really recognize, hey, I'm making this, I'm making this progress. And finally, just stand up and dust yourself off again. Um, there is nothing about um, the fact that, you know, about a couple weeks after the alcohol experiment, you started drinking again. There's nothing about that that means that you need to go back to drinking, right? So if that means you need to go watch the videos again, watch the videos again. If you want to get a coach, if you want to get connected, if you want to join a community, whatever that stuff is, you can find those things, those aspects of the live alcohol experiment that you thought were so engaging and, and seek those, find those in other places. Um, the last thing that I'll say about this, and then we'll wrap up this podcast, uh, is this. You know, as you go through this journey, there's going to be ups and downs. Um, and this, like I said earlier, is just one of those turns. Um, and it happens, and it happens to all of us. And so if you can look at this, and you can stay proud about those 30 days, and don't forget about those days between your last day alcohol-free and today, but say, hey, those are not the norm. Right? The norm for me is going to be alcohol-free. These are an anomaly right? And I'm doing the work to get myself back there. Um, if you can frame it that way for yourself, you're going to feel a lot better about yourself and the process. And when we feel better about ourselves and the process, we do better. So don't beat yourself up. That was a lot of words to say, don't beat yourself up. And I hope you're not doing that. Um, but thank you so much for writing in that question. All right, everybody, that is it for me. Uh, thanks for listening. Um, I will be back next month with another round of questions. And until then, take care. Hey, it's Annie Grace. I wanted to hijack the end of this podcast because right now, for the first time ever, I am doing something that I think you will find incredibly valuable and amazing. And here's the thing. I've been asking myself, like, why do some people effortlessly stop drinking while other people struggle? Why do some people who haven't drank in years still miss it, still feel like they're missing out, still even feel a little self-pity? Like, why can't I do that anymore? What's going on? What's the difference? And the thing is, these questions have kept me up at night, and I've spent years now diving into the science, diving into, you know, literally hundreds of interviews and thousands and thousands of surveys of feedback from people trying to understand why, what makes it different. And I think I finally really understand it. And I put all of this together into something that I believe is one of the best things I've ever created. And it is a modular membership program that is coach-led so that people can find freedom faster. I read recently that the average time from when somebody recognizes a problem with alcohol to when they solve it can be up to 15 years. And I know that I get thousands of emails with people saying, man, I'm so happy I found your work. My only regret is that I didn't find it sooner. And so I wanted to put everything I've known so far, all of the research, all of the interviews, all of your experiences, all of the stories into this coach-led program that is truly customizable for you. 
So if you need it for a month and you find your freedom, great. But if you need to be with us for longer, that's also fine. And right now for a limited time, this program is at a massive discount just because I recognize what's going on with the world. So if you are at all curious about this and you wanna know more and you're ready to really make alcohol small and irrelevant in your life, once and for good, to not only where you're not drinking, not stopping just at the behavior of drinking, but actually where it feels effortless not to drink, where it feels easy, where you never feel like you're missing out, where you always actually feel like you're more joyful and happier. And I know that's hard to believe, and it was for me too, but it's okay if you're skeptical. It works anyway. If you're curious about this at all, check it out, nakedmindpath.com. It's open right now. It's closing May 31st. So if you want to get in on this first ever launch of this coach-led program that is totally modular, that you can come and take as much time or as little time as you need to truly make alcohol small and relevant in your life, join me, nakedmindpath.com. I can't wait to see you there. And as always, rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast as it truly helps the message reach somebody who might need to hear it today.